The following program may contain coarse language, suggestive dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Been a couple years. I think it's time for a new Toonami Top 10. No big changes now. Same podcast, same attitude. New shows to list, new guys to do it with. Not going to waste any more time. Let's get back into it. Later. Esteemed announcer Jim Nelson. And your usual host, Sketch. And we decided to give Sketch a little bit of a break because, you know, I want to save. I'm still sick. (laughs) So I decided to do. Yes, Master. (laughs) Yes, Master. (laughs) We could have been a contender. Like last time. Well, first of all, if you guys haven't heard our first top 10, Again, that is episodes 19 and 20, 19 being part one and 20 being part two. Uh, take a listen to that. Um, you can hear my list and Darrell's list because obviously Jose and Daniel are not here on this podcast or this top 10 for that matter. So uh, take a listen. Let us know what you guys think. You know, you can always tell us on our Twitter, Facebook account what you guys are thinking. But uh, we also want to know briefly that there will be no news there will be no ratings on these top 10 lists so if you want to get any news any ratings anything that we usually say on the podcast tsunamifaithful.com is your best bet to get all that information for the next two episodes basically the rules go that when we talk about a show we can comment about it but Really, if it's on our list, we're not going to go in-depth about that show in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you right now that from the first top ten that we did, some things have changed. Um, Darrell's being silent over there, piece of shit. Oh, oh. Like top 10 is. <laughs> He's got his, you know what, his lips are all over a bottle of booze. So. <laughs> hey, Making that sweet, what it is, sweet love to a is? bottle of Jack. Um, basically i'm drinking moonshine out the bottle dude and i'm talking about just the real shit (laughs) (laughs) hey it wouldn't be a top 10 if you didn't oh god (laughs) i'm totally gonna use that sound clip for every number (laughs) (laughs) no i'm not or am i find out All right. Sketch is in control this week, not me. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. So without further ado, let's get into our top 10 right now. Number 10. Okay. Starting off with my number 10, it never left me. Zatch Bell. New episode of Zatch Bell. Tonight at 9.30 p.m. Hello, governor. Break it down, baby. Yeah! Only Toonami. As we know, the little Momoto King, all these little um, creatures called Momotos, basically trying to fight to become the Momoto King in their world. And basically, if they do win, they get to change something or this big wish in their world. So 
I really enjoy Zatch Bell because, like I said, he started out as a punk, but as he pretty much progresses through the story and anime, he actually becomes a whole lot tougher. So it still remained my number 10. And I'm pretty sure Zatch was voiced by Mona Marshall, too. No, actually, it was Debbie Dayberry, or however Ah, you pronounce that. I liked Zatch Bell. It was kind of a tough pill to swallow because it replaced Yu Yu Hakusho at the time. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I liked it because it was kind of weird because it was a really good dub, but they made some weird changes. So it was yeah. kind of a mixed yeah. bag, but yeah. the overall package was very entertaining. Well, I went back and I actually listened to um, both of these pods, both of the, the parts of the last top 10 we did. And, you know, one of the things that you said before, Darrell, was the fact that Zatch Bell, as it went on, actually got better and better and better. And it, it was and, and it was one of those things where you just went, when they pulled it, you were like, why? <laughs> what, what the fuck? And it wasn't Toonami's fault, as we found out. Yeah. But it was interesting, since then, this was one of those shows that people kind of went, yeah, where is Zatch Bell? <laughs> yeah, we would like to see that back on Toonami. So it was kind of interesting for you to say that, and then all of a sudden kind of people were all of a sudden started saying like hey yeah where is zatch bell what can we have that back on the block disco tech you're up disco yep, tech. Uh, actually disco a new tech. video licensed it the dub oh, the anyway. guys that licensed digimon yeah oh really yeah they're getting nice. all the toei shows and the like the Yu-Gi-Oh shows all all the monster battle shows they're picking they those must up. Have, Here, they must have a man on the inside or something here's the, here's a question though is it complete though does it get to an, an ending episode uh, sadly no i mean no. it depends on your definition okay. of complete because even if they had finished the dubbing the anime which they didn't they they uh, uh i think there's the like 50 feel. episodes yeah. that didn't get dubbed or maybe 26 yeah. or something i think it was 50 um, yeah it might have been 50 one you know one of those shows that viz just didn't dub like 50 episodes of no big deal <laughs> Right. That's Viz for you, though. Yeah, that's Viz for you. Uh, darn it! Mm-hmm. They should have finished Mare, at least. Come on. <laughs> Give me a break, Viz. Nah. That was not on my list, though. It's in the past. It, it's not on my list, it either. It is in my top. Mare, it is in Mare my was top a fun though. show. Mare, Mare was generic shown in the show. <laughs> <laughs> and I Bryce quite, quite enjoyed it, it for what it was. Right. And Bryce Pappen Plus, there was boobies. Ooh, boobies. <laughs> All right, let's move on to uh, Jim. What is your top? What is your number 10, I should say? My number 10 is one of Toonami's oldest shows, and I really wish it would come back at some point. A little favorite called Voltron, Defender of the Universe. You can join this never-ending battle between the army of evil and the champions of justice with the fate of planet Aris and the entire universe at stake. Voltron action figures, lions, and vehicles each sold separately from Panache Place. Go this, Lion! Yep, <laughs> yep Go <laughs> Lion, as it was known in Japan. Uh, in the great 80s tradition of mashing up series, um, Voltron, I believe, took uh, Go Lion and something else and somehow made it completely coherent. And the thing was, Voltron was kind of like the Power Rangers I never got to watch as a kid. And it was animated, meaning they could do all kinds of stuff. They could do, like, they could have fights, like, in much more acrobatic styles. They could 
do all kinds of stuff. I don't care if they reused animation and redid how they formed the blazing sword and the and Voltron all the time. This turned me into a giant robot and uh, Tokutatsu fan in general. This is a, this is probably one of the biggest uh, '80s nostalgia bombs ever. And um, I remember getting home from school simply to watch Voltron. It was the first uh, must-see show for me on Toonami. It, it was definitely was one of the originals that started Tsunami. Yes. Um, and I, I will say that I did enjoy the series. It's unfortunately not on my top 10 list, but you know, again, that, that was, it, it was one of those things when I was younger that I watched. So, I mean, I, I I'm, I'm there with you. Definitely. You can watch all of the first 16 episodes for free on Amazon. If you have Amazon prime. Ooh. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's on that Hulu too. And, uh, other things yeah, they, they stream so. that like all over mm-hmm. oh yeah because uh yeah, definitely. Oh, they even made a they even made a video game out of it for the xbox live arcade oh yeah is that game any good uh not really nah, <laughs> <I didn't think laughs> so. well voltron is also it's also had different versions of itself too throughout the years yes so. there was the it's a popular uh, property the new third dimension and then the uh mm-hmm. the more recent mm-hmm. reboot that well, apparently didn't pan out so well. Yeah, Not I actually really. enjoyed that one, but I enjoyed you know. what I saw the first season, and then I know that there were more episodes that aired. I just never caught them. Yeah, yeah. I really did like the one I saw on Nickelodeon, and I hate they didn't come back, you know, with a second season because it was so freaking interesting. I, I gotta, I gotta say though, I, I love that intro from the Nickelodeon version. <laughs> I, I love that intro. Yeah. That intro was so tight, man. Um, yeah. I literally shut somebody down on YouTube about that, man. <laughs> yes, you did. I remember that. That was awesome. Man. <laughs> what was that tagline? Uh, I wish I could remember it because it was so corny. <laughs> it was like on Nickelodeon because I don't remember seeing it on Nickelodeon ever. Rap. Voltron. It was on Nicktoons channel. Ah, uh, that's why I didn't four, three, two. Yeah, Voltron. I vaguely recall seeing in syndication at some point a couple of episodes, but I didn't really didn't really see much of it until it aired on Toonami. And back then, I didn't have Cartoon Network, so I only got to see it on occasion. And I liked the concept because I liked Power Rangers. So, yeah. Later, I revisited Voltron, uh, watched some of the episodes on the remastered DVDs that Media Blasters put out. It's a pretty good show. It's a very 80s show. It's a very pieced together mm-hmm. show, and it's certainly censored, but it definitely has its own charms. Basically, if you like how they repackaged anime in the 80s, like, for example, Star Blazers, um, Battle of the Planets, and um, Robotech and other stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, you're going to like Voltron. It's also amazing how they made Voltron, because... It really is. They, they took those three shows really, I mean, they did them separately, so it wasn't like one long show per se, but right. they took those three shows and they they didn't have the scripts. <laughs> they just <laughs> wrote based on what they were seeing. So as far as I'm concerned, Voltron was the first abridged series. <laughs> and it has actually very good voice voice actors in it including peter cullen yeah. doing the intro yes peter cullen was the intro and it did the intro and also um jack angel yeah, legendary jack, voice jack angel, actors he in was there. in there as 
is the bad guy and uh, other characters. So, yeah. And yeah, there was there was quite a quite a lot of talent in Voltron. It was very right. in retrospect is a very special show. Yeah, and considering how they made it, knowing what we know now, it just makes it even more special if you ask me. Yeah. But so, you should probably check out the original Gold Leon if you, you know, really want to experience all that there was in the Japanese version. It's like watching Pokemon in Japanese for the first time. <laughs> no, 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 it's it's much different. <laughs> Pokemon in English and Pokemon in Japanese, the names are different. There's a few things that are censored, but Voltron, well, they didn't really like the whole concept of death <laughs> in <laughs> in the uh, in uh but in Golion, lots of people died. <laughs> so Sven, he went off to the space hospital. <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah yeah voltron was pretty violent <laughs> in japan and they kind of got around that with all the monsters by calling them row beasts and pretending yeah. like they weren't living creatures they were robots yeah some of they them were, were like, like cyborgs people who or got something. turned into monsters too so oh geez. yeah there's, there's it's it's kind of dark <laughs> it really is and gachamon too dark. gachamon's kind of dark too if you if you see mm -hmm. the original gachamon Agreed. So that's my number 10 is Voltron. I decided that my number 10 would be Roroni Kenshin. Tsunami presents the return of the greatest samurai ever to walk the earth. I'm going to beat down every last one of you. Roroni Kenshin. Next. His weapon is his mind. Let's go. Only Tsunami. Now, back in 2003 was pretty much the first time I'd ever seen Roroni Kenshin, and I was very surprised and delighted to see it join Toonami, because it's kind of a hardcore show. <laughs> it really was. And they edited it accordingly, but still, they left in a lot. And that probably was its downfall in the fact that it didn't get to finish on Toonami, which is unfortunate. But I really like Kenshin. Uh, he's... <laughs> He's kind of a he's just a great character because he's at one hand a total badass and on the other hand he's a doofus and I love that. I love goofy heroes. And a goofy hero who can turn on badassery is just that much better. I mean, that's one of the things I love about characters like Luffy. Idokiri Batosa. Listen, Kenshin had some nice romance to it. I always like that romance elements of Roroni Kenshin. Uh, great characters like Sonosuke, Mr. Bad on his back, and really Aku. fantastic villains. Makoto Shishio. Oh, yeah. And uh, what was the name of that uh, other guy? Uh, who was in the Shinsengumi? I'm trying to think. Uh, Saito. Saito, Saito, yes, Saito. Yeah, Saito, and also the the leader of that one uh, ninja group. Oh, uh, so yeah, many the Oniwaban group. Yeah, the Oniwaban. Yeah, Oniwaban, group. yes, yes. Great characters, the Roni Kenshin. Lots of personality. Very fun show. It wasn't too heavy in plot, so you could kind of miss an episode every now and then. But there was an ongoing story for sure. And I honestly like the manga a lot better than the anime, particularly because the art is consistent and solid throughout. But uh, it, it was hard for me because 
I was kind of debating between Kenshin and Yu Yu Hakusho. Because I really like Yu Yu Hakusho too. I think it's a very good adaptation of a shonen manga. But Roni Kenshin, yeah, it's kind of edged out a little bit. Good show. Highly recommend it. Johnny's good show. <laughs> I think you basically basically said it all there, Sketch. I can't really add anything to that. By the way, I, I, if I remember this correctly, <laughs> I think I think Jose's number ten was Roni Kenshin too. It may have. Are you trying been. to copy Jose? All right. Uh, I guess it's yeah. I guess it's my turn. All right. Yep. Starting us off at number ten is Roni Kenshin. Before like. Kenshin was not on my list for a little while there. It was actually Yu Yu Hakusho. Yu Yu Hakusho almost made my list. But I had to look at the two shows and be like, well, which one's actually better? And Kenshin, to my mind, it's better because the historical setting and uh, you know the, the pacing is pretty much dead on. It makes me sad that the show did not finish. And um, it finished properly, at least. No, I am not. <laughs> thing that really stood Cowboy out Bebop is not in my list. Hey, we didn't uh, we didn't talk about oh. honorable mentions. Oh, we could talk about that in a minute. Yeah, because we got to get through all the top tens anyway. Yeah. So. so, Paul, go ahead. All right. So, if you have listened to the previous top ten, then this may come to a shock to you that well, number ten has changed. My number 10 is probably going to be something that I don't think anybody here is going to expect me to say. But, well, guess what? It made it on my list. And that is Attack on Titan. The Titans are coming, and humanity is on the menu. This is it, people! Attack on Titan, premiering this Saturday night at 11.30. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. Wow, bitch, congratulations. <laughs> you finally got some <laughs> Well, so Attack on Titan was one of those series that took me by surprise. I didn't really expect the series to be what it was. I, You know, a lot of people had been talking about it when the, uh, the Japanese version came out first, obviously the sub version. Um, and, you know, for me, I'm always one of those people that likes to wait till a show shows up on Toonami in the English dub version. And I, I kind of knew that this show was going to be on Toonami. It's such an epic show. It was so talked about that pretty much if it didn't make a Toonami, then they're, they were crazy. Um, things that I really liked about this series and just obviously made it part of my top 10 was the fact that Paul just revealed a huge spoiler. Aaron. Paul just revealed a huge spoiler. The character development was very good in this series. I, I was, you know, this the, it, it was interesting to see how these characters all developed over the length of the of the series, and you know, it, at the end of this, it, it leaves a lot of questions about what's coming next you know paul just described the end of the series you know he was a peeping tom he was a pervert (laughs) he was a pervert maybe it's maybe it's durell's titan (laughs) probably was bitch oh but um it, it was just it was just non-stop action it was just 
one of those series that I knew that, you know, this is something that I need to pay attention to and I need to continue to watch because it's going to be good. I'm sad that it's not coming until 2016, but, you know, I really, I really hope that this series is one of those broadcast dubs that plays on Toonami. That is pretty much the same thing as Space Dandy. Uh, you know, I don't necessarily need it to play here first. It can play in Japan first. I don't care. But um, I I would really like... This is the, the one series I would really love to see a broadcast dub of on Toonami. That's, that's basically all i got to say about it. Gentlemen. <laughs> or all of you can so, be quiet. Well, uh, you know what? Um, we uh, like as like we've said, we all called Attack on Titan, and you know what? I think um, you kind of had a bit of an advantage going in because um, you know the rest of us had seen it. We were just there to hear the dub performances and stuff like that, but you were there to actually experience the story and all that. And um, this is one of those Attack on Titan is one of those series that makes me proud to be an anime fan that I can show people this, and this is something that I know that people can get into without any qualms or anything, any pre-conceived um, notions about what anime is. I could tell people, it's like, this is, there's this great show I need to, sh- I need to t- show you. It's called Attack on Titan. Uh, and I couldn't say anything else. They're like, ooh, what's it? And the, just the name alone would make me say, oh, what's this? And then once I have them in my clutches and I've tricked them into watching an anime, they can actually watch it and, you know, say, hey, wow, this is something else. And I could show this off to people and nobody else yeah. is going to be, uh, and nobody else is going to be like, oh, it's anime shit. Oh, bleh, tentacle porn. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's the rare case of a, a good show that has lots of action. It's really violent and dark, like super melodramatic. Which everybody likes grim, dark stuff these days. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, it's, it's, really interesting to see that you have these you all of a sudden connect with these characters and then this anime is like no no fuck you they're dead (laughs) it's like okay it's like Uh, they kill people with like no ceremony at all i was really only devastated by one of those deaths i won't say who yeah don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen um one thing that i need to know uh number 10 for me last time was zoids that has been kicked off and Y'all talked about my Zoids topic. a lot last time. We did, and honestly, like Zoids, I feel like I missed they couldn't something. Make list this time. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, Jose? <laughs> but anyways, yeah, that was so. That was my uh, top ten. Um, but we have some uh, top fives that we want to talk about, don't we, Jim? Or not? <laughs> Jim, I think we said all that needs to be said. Oh, well, uh, more, more to say about Attack on Titan. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that wasn't quite as good to me the second time through as the first. The The mm-hmm. pacing issues really started to rear their ugly heads the second time I watched it. It was like, oh, man, how long is it before this happens? Oh, that many right. more episodes? Man, this seemed to go faster last time. But the dub is really solid. It's a great show. I was very happy to see Toonami play it. I was very happy for it to do well on Toonami. It's not in my top ten. It's just not. Does it? Uh, it? It's not timeless to me. At least not right. yet. And part of that is because well, yeah, it that's... doesn't have an ending. 
and it doesn't leave you like certain shows didn't get an ending but they don't really leave you like oh i need to see what happens next before i can really say this is fantastic or not and for what it was for the opening chapter of that storyline very good slick nice uh nicely drawn uh the animation is kind of not as animated as one might think <laughs> really nice <Right>. still images <laughs> except for the sweeping <laughs> stuff with the with the gear that's just freaking sweet love that but i am a big fan of spider-man <laughs> so yeah it was a good show and it's just one of those shows that you can show people and be like yeah this doesn't have you know like nasty stuff that you wouldn't be comfortable showing to your parents <laughs> oh, okay well speaking of parents my mom really is a attack on fine oh good god attack on time fan <laughs> attack on oh, fighting attack, hey. I'm fighting words yeah well hell yeah, what can i say i was trying to say attack on time yeah but yeah mom actually saw it and she was like what the fuck is this it's so good and yes, my mom even watched the damn sub on like Paul, bitch ass. Eh, whatever. Yeah, I had some friends that watched the it sub. It was better too. on Toonami anyways. So kiss my ass, buddy. <laughs> no, thank <laughs> <you>. <laughs> But anyways, I, I think that that's good for uh, our top 10 or for number 10 there. Um, we have to read some some viewers uh, top five, don't so we? So we got about 30 of these submitted. So we're going to read about <laughs> three of them after every number. Yes, we are. So, Jim, would you like to read the first three? Okay. Well, the first three come from, well, the first three come from the fans. Thank you so much. Uh, the first one is from Halko Punch. His number five is G Gundam. Yes. <laughs> I was waiting on you for that, Paul. Uh, his number four is Helsing Ultimate. Number three, Symbionic Titan. Number Ooh. two, Space Dandy Baby. And number one, Megas XLR. Mm. Mm. To those who love to rock. Yes. <laughs> next. So the next one comes from Tala, Tara Hallett. Number five is Gundam Wing. Number four, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Number three, Cowboy Bebop. Number two, Dragon Ball. And number one, Teen Titans. Oh, yeah, that's right. Tara was actually the winner of the Red Line DVD. Yeah. Wow, that was a long time ago. I know. <laughs> I think that was my first episode when you announced the winner of the Red Line contest. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and then our last one comes from Andy Yoho. Number five from him is Ronin Warriors. Yes. Number four is Big O. Number three, Black Lagoon. Yay, yay. Number two, One Piece. And number one, Gurren Lagan. Yeah, that's some good picks there. So, yep, some uh, a very tasteful and uh, very good list overall. Yes, very tasteful, people. Very tasteful. Very, very campy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pick this up on the other side of our number nines. Number nine.
And my number nine is Zoy's Chaotic Century. Zoy's Chaotic Century. Next Monday at 4.30. Now there's a reason to rumble. Yes, I was bringing it back, people. That is not going anywhere. I love Zoy's Chaotic Century. Basically, you got, uh, I guess, in the far reaches of the Milky Way on the planet Z, you got these little metallic life forms known as Zoys, and what can I say? It was kind of like mech and animals just coming together. And basically, I had Blind, Van, Fly, Height, and Fiona were the main two characters, and basically, there was a war going on on this planet between two different empires. I can't remember the top of my head. I think it was the Helic Republic and the Gylos Empire, and... I think if I'm not mistaken, the run of um, Zoys was basically from September 1999 to December 23rd of 2000. Basically six or seven episodes. And it was just one of those, I just looked at it as a mech and I really enjoyed it for what it was worth. God, I love that show. I know, right? I've been Uh, trying to find it. Yeah, well, I've I've heard, I've heard that the episodes some of the episodes are actually on uh youtube um adam said actually he's found a couple so i'm gonna have to uh (laughs) have him give me a list of where they are because i want to see those but um the reason this was on my top 10 before was because well it's such a great show there's when you look at tsunami shows this was one of those and i actually think this was on this was on um god i can't think of his his name i think his name is mike's list on uh anime news network um one of the shows that was kind of not given really a chance or like like an underdog show kind of um zoids was was a really good show and i I thought that it didn't it didn't get the the praise that it deserved because it it was a really good show it was a really good mech show in my opinion i loved every time like the the white liger would be changed into like these different uh forms like dude that's the wrong one (laughs) <laughs> oh, you're talking about the other one. I, I'm talking about Zoe's Chaotic Century, man. Oh, okay. Oh, you should have yeah. said Chaotic Century. Oh, yeah. Three different, yeah, that's three cha- different Zoids. No, I yeah, said Zoe's Chaotic Century, man. No, you didn't say that, dude. I'm pretty sure I did. Jim, did he say that? I don't remember him saying Chaotic Century. Thank you. <laughs> chaotic Century. Okay, well then never mind. I have nothing to say about it. It could have gone either way. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't see. It kind of sounded like he was describing Chaotic Century. Yeah, I was describing Chaotic Century, man. I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, I didn't see Zoids at all, to be quite honest. Oh, I'm gonna kill you. (laughs) (laughs) This was in my. uh, This was when uh, Tsunami kind of went away from what I grew up watching, and you know, I was having a hard time finding it, and either that or staying up that late to watch it, because you know, you know that too cool for school. Uh, phase that you have when you're a kid and all that, right? So, well, we'll, we'll forgive you. We've educated <laughs> you about G Gundam. We'll probably educate you about Zoids too eventually. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Do you have anything to add, Sketch? No, nah, nothing I don't think, to add. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> <laughs> Sketch was real uh, chaotic century fan. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I right, remember well, liking a bit of what I saw of it, but. At the same time, I just never really got into it. I knew a lot of people liked it, and some people called it, like, the savior of 2002, because 2002 was kind of a dry year until G. Yeah, it really was. Along. 
Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, G Gundam freshened things up real good. But uh, oh, other yeah. than that, it was like constant Dragon Ball DBZ, which was what I paid the most attention to, honestly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like I should watch Chaotic Century because it, it is at least uh, better than the other Zoid series. I did kind of like Zero, though, with Bit Cloud and, and all them. It was kind of, yeah. yeah, it was fun. It was a silly show, whatever. Yeah, but, but Chaotic Fuses was Century, shitty, though. Yeah, Fusers was. <laughs> Fusers was on Saturday Video Entertainment System. And uh, I, I believe I watched everything that they played, and they didn't play that much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I should revisit Zoids one of these points. And I'd like to see Zoids Genesis, but that never happened. <laughs> it's supposed to be on Jetstream, and it just didn't happen. I don't know. Hmm. All right, well, let's let's move along then. Um, Jim, what is your number nine? I'm going to take the honor of having the first American cartoon in here, and at my number nine is Batman, the animated series. They're about to find out he's all too real. I've been bad news before. Batman, Saturday at 11. Good guys wear black. None of y'all had didn't have Batman last time. That I know. What Batman? Hey, 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 <laughs> hey Sketch. It's not on there this time. Oh, that's wait, wait, bro. Jim, Jim, go ahead. Well, <laughs> well, um, you know, this is the standard that all Batman animated series, um, since have had to live up the to. The standard that because... all action animated series have had to live to. Pretty much when it comes to American action cartoons, um, the DC people seem to forget these days. Like, um, when you really, really look at the depth of length and breadth of stories that you had in the DC animated universe in the uh, late 90s, they were really, really good. It wasn't just Batman, it was Superman, it was um, the Justice League stuff that they did. And spearheading it all was Batman, which was done way back in the early 90s, 1992, if I'm not mistaken. And, um, I mean, everybody remembers uh, Mark Hamill as the Joker and this and that and everything else. But not only did you get a great series out of it, you also got two absolutely fantastic movies in Mask of the Phantasm and Sub-Zero. Sub-Zero oh. wasn't as good as Mask of the Phantasm, but I still liked it. I thought it was really good. Um and just the, I mean, if you haven't seen this, you really should. It's been on TV. It's been on syndication in various areas, uh, various uh, channels for a really long time. And uh, there's a reason for that. Um, I think it's even free the worst on Amazon episode, Prime. Yeah. Even the worst episodes of uh, Batman, the animated series are better than most animated shows on their best days. And I'm not even talking today. I'm talking like in general. This is what uh, I, you know what, in some respects, it's a double-edged sword that uh, Batman the Animated Series is this good because this is something you have to live up to, and I don't think people have the budget, the time, or the patience to really make something this good anymore. I agree. Uh, everything, 
Jim, you, you, you said it. I, I, mm-hmm. I can't add anything more to it. That That's mm-hmm. exactly – I, I said something along those lines the last time we talked about it on the top mm-hmm. 10. So, I mean, really, there's there's nothing more I can add to this. I mean, Batman just make... basically set the bar. Right. Yes, it set the bar. And even there are, you know, as wonderful as anime is, there are even the best animes have trouble catching Batman the Animated Series. Yep. Right. And so many series were influenced by Batman the Animated Series. Very true. Very true. Agreed. Anything else that we want to add to that? But we'll talk about Batman later. Oh. (laughs) All right. Well, moving on then. Sketch, what is your number nine? My number nine is Space Dandy, baby. No one else can be Space Dandy. Ah! A flair for the dramatic. A love for the ladies. Well, hello there, beautiful. And one sweet head of hair. That's the dandy way. From the creators of Soul Eater, Full Metal Alchemist, and Cowboy Bebop, Toonami is proud to present the world premiere of Space Dandy, starting January 4th at 11.30. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. Space Dandy was a remarkable show. It's just a combination of styles, all these different directors having total freedom to do basically whatever they want and Watanabe leading the charge with a great group of characters. I just love these scoundrel series like outlaw star, like cowboy bebop, all of those shows where the heroes are not really heroes. <laughs> I like goofy heroes. Uh, I, I enjoy badasses from time to time, but I think with uh, overall looking over my list, the majority of the heroes of these series are unlikely goofball, not too bright, not all, not uh, a few fries short of a happy meal, if you will. But so often rising to the challenge and, you know, kind of just dealing with things as they come to them. And Space Dandy, Dandy himself is just a hilarious character who was always fun to watch in all these different situations. And the show is it's art. It's an experience and there's nothing quite like it. I love me some space dandy. Oh, we know we know. (laughs) No, I don't think people really did know. And, uh, I guess technically that makes it my favorite Watanabe show. I don't know. Maybe I like Samurai Champloo better. Maybe I. Uh, I haven't actually seen um, Kids on the Slope yet. I should, but I'm not watching that dub. <laughs> so I have to commit to watching a subtitled show, and that can be more tasking. <laughs> Rain is fundamental. Yes, yes, it is. It's fun, and it makes me mental. <laughs> oh, yeah. Any, anything else you guys want to add? already said in many many episodes um what i think of space dandy i love it to death it's a wonderful wonderful show um hopefully it serves as an example for shows that follow it that yes you can have a lot of fun you can uh, sure this episode had a budget up the wazoo but at the same time it also shows that there's a lot of creativity that needs to be tapped in so many ways and 
you know, instead of just making Grimdark series, you know, number 18,644, um, <laughs> you can, you can make something fun, you know, and it takes, yeah. um, and you know, just brilliant, brilliant writing that ties everything together at the very end, which I saw as the ultimate middle finger to all this space dude. He doesn't have continuity. Therefore it sucks. Uh, haters. Um, I mean, I liked the show. I thought it was fun. Um, I don't know. I was I I I like to see. I like the first season. The second season, I kind of was just like, eh, this isn't. I mean, the last episode was good, but it was just like, eh, this isn't. I thought it would be better because it it was really good. But there again, we had kind of known ahead of time that there was going to be some interesting things <laughs> with season two because of the budget. But um, I don't know. That's all I really have to say about that, to be honest. Um, it didn't make my my top ten, unfortunately, but you know. Terrell, do you have anything to add or no? No, nothing to add. Pretty much got summed up. Okay. My number nine is something that was on my list before. Uh, just actually got moved down. Uh, it was kind of I was kind of wrestling whether I would keep it on the list or not, but ultimately, this show still has to stay on my list. It, it can't go anywhere. And that's Yu Yu Hakusho. Watch out, kid! They say what you do in life is reflected in the afterlife. For so it's both a blessing and a curse. Yu Yu Hakusho premieres Monday, March 3rd at 6, only to So, Yu Yu Hakusho is just... Actually, it's one of those series that... Ironically, I never quite understood why with Funimation having the the rights to it, why Tsunami never took this show and put it back on the air? Uh, right around the time that we did the first Top 10, um, Yu Yu Hakusho was actually one of the most requested shows. I don't know if you guys remember that back then, but um, Yu Yu Hakusho was just one of those shows that was so action-packed, you know? Um, de- fighting demons the whole time, you know? This bully that was actually turned into one of these awesome guys that you wanted to hang out with you know um really this was one of those shows that and you know what i'm i'm gonna say this basically if if jason does listen to these episodes you know i really think that in the next year if you're gonna look for a show that for nostalgia reasons because you know people did say they would like to have a mix of nostalgia and newer shows um I think this is the perfect show to bring back. Um, and if for no other reason, the fact that it never got to have like a full run of the whole series, you know, and I, and I think that it should be on Toonami because it was there before. And I, and I do think that it, it would make a perfect addition to it now. Um, I'm not saying put it up, you know, <laughs> in the top slot. I'm saying, you know, maybe down... 230 like where dead man wonderland is maybe a little bit higher but you know again i I think this is one of those shows when you talk about toonami from beginning to where it is now yu yu Hakusho is definitely one of those shows that everybody talks about and again that's why it's in my top 10 and it's at number nine would you gentlemen like to add something well, you know, basically, when you look at Yusuke Yurameshi, basically, this dude is the anti-hero. 
That's exactly what it was. He wasn't trying to be a hero. But the thing is, the dude actually was deep down inside a decent person. And then, you know, you had the bully Kuwabara, you know, basically getting his ass kicked by Yusuke all the time. But they end up probably being the best of friends anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it shows a whole lot of growth, you know, through the whole thing. And like with each arc, it just gets There is better no and greater better. romance yeah. in all of Tsunami history than I mean, Yusuke and Kuwabara. Yusuke and Kuwabara. <laughs> You're a Meshi, Kuwabara. <laughs> and the character. But the one thing I will say, though, Yusuke did not repeat. He did not discriminate, man. No matter who you were, man, woman, female, gay, whatever, man, he would kick your ass, period. <laughs> Dude, seriously, I believe in equality, and I'm serious. Yusuke was the epitome of being equal opportunity. <laughs> equal aspect. opportunity kicking. Exactly. It doesn't matter, man. You got you to gotta agree with me on this one right here. Yeah. He fought everybody equally. He fought exactly. humans, demons. What have you? I mean, he was kind of thrown for a loop when it was uh, another spirit detective that he was fighting. Like, oh, freaking Sensui. Such a good villain. Such a good villain. Bleach totally ripped that off. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you talk about Bleach. Like <sighs> what can I say, man? You know what? I've, I've said this joke numerous times, but it bears repeating. I liked Bleach better when it was called Yu Yu Hakusho. And I liked Yu Yu Hakusho better when it was called Dragon Ball Z! <laughs> Haters. All right, I think with that, I think that'll end. No, uh, no, no. Let me let me elaborate oh, more oh, on Yu Yu Hakusho since it oh, okay. wasn't on my... Didn't quite make my list, but I really enjoyed Yu Yu Hakusho. It was a great show. Very well adapted from the manga. Uh, very exciting. Every every story arc had interesting new characters, new stories. Great cast of primary characters. Hiei, love Hiei. Kurama, such such great characters. Kuwabara, it was the Laugh Riots. But he, he had such a... He, he had a unique and great manliness to him. Something... Well, I guess Sonosuke kind of had that same kind of thing going on, and it, Kamina has it now. But yeah. I just love that kind of character who's, you know, who, who's just, they wear their heart on their sleeve, and they have their, mm, how should I put this? Uh, they're very loyal. They're very, they're very strong in their own way, even if they're not necessarily the greatest fighter I just love those kinds of characters, like Usopp. Usopp's another one, actually. <laughs> and, yeah, you Yu Yu Hakusho is just... <laughs> At least he wasn't Krillin. <laughs> Poor Krillin. I mean, Krillin, Krillin can be pretty tough when he wants to be, but... Man, Krillin gets his ass on every time. Uh, he though. does That's have an thing, encounter. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I still like Krillin. I mean, dude, Krillin's still like the strongest human being. That's still true. something. Yeah, true. It is true. <laughs> and he's the only one that can that can pull off the solar flare the way he does. So, <laughs> indeed, and that is a useful trick. It is. So exactly. I mean, Krillin, Krillin still goes on all their adventures and stuff. I mean, so you know. But back to you, Hakusho. Uh, each story arc up the ante. Uh, it it kind of <laughs> it kind of did a bait and switch on you at the beginning when you think it's going to be all about mysteries and 
solving all of that. And it was like, well, nope, this is a tournament now. <laughs> and then more tournaments. And then they kind of brought back the mystery elements a little bit uh, before they went into uh, Chapter Black. But, oh, man, such such good, good characters, good story. Just a really good shonen. Really good. Shonen done right. Much, oh, much better executed than any of the Dragon Ball series. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, I think that that will wrap up our number nines. Uh, let's read some more uh, listener top tens or top fives. Listener top fives. Part two. Stephen Oz. His number five is Dragon Ball Z. Number mm. four is Sailor Moon. Number three, probably the most interesting pick so far, the Herculoids, technically part of Cartoon Roulette, if you remember those back in the day. Then uh, number two, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. And number, one, yep, and number one is Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex Second Gig. Hmm. Mm-hmm. He-Man was interesting. I never saw it. So. Uh, I own it on DVD. <laughs> the newer version? Yeah. Ooh, you need to be sending me that. I Fuck actually you. have the entire thing, too. <laughs> Ooh, nice. of you, some of you need to send me that. <laughs> He-Man was cool He-Man. because it was the first American cartoon to premiere on Tsunami. Oh, yes. Back in 2002. Before that, the they had uh, a couple of episodes from various shows that premiered on Tsunami. American show-wise, there were lots of anime. They got their first shot on Tsunami, but... This was the first American cartoon that Cartoon Network picked up and put on Toonami as premieres, which Mm kind of gave it a a little something special to it. And it was a good show. It was a really good reboot of a classic series that kind of kicked off that. I guess maybe it didn't entirely kick it off because there were various versions of Ghostbusters and Transformers before that, but those kind of were persistent into the 90s. But He-Man, right. yeah. He-Man dropped off around, I want to say the early 90s was the last time He-Man was on TV. Probably. And then it came yep. back in 2002 with a brand new show, new toys, great show, really great interpretation of Skeletor. Very fun to watch. Exciting. It was toyetic. There was occasionally times where He-Man would put on a certain armor like, oh, they're trying to sell that now. (laughs) But it still had a good story. And it's a pity that it didn't last longer than 39 episodes, but still. I think it was good. Yeah, it was good. I mean, it lasted longer than some shows. That's for sure. Yeah. But after He-Man, then they had like Ninja Turtles got rebooted. And then late, many years later, Thundercats. So right. He-Man sort of kind of started that. All right, next list. So Blatch is up next. He didn't number his stuff, but I'm gonna just going to take a wild guess here. Uh, number five is Space Dandy. Number four is Helsing Ultimate. Number three, Black Lagoon. Number two, One Piece. And number one is Gurren Lagann. Pretty recent list. A lot of uh, recent stuff. And then Starstorm, number five, Gurren Lagan. Number four, Teen Titans. Number three, Yu Yu Hakusho. Number two, Black Lagoon. And number one is Cowboy Bebop. 
And that, yeah, and that brings us to the end of the next batch of top fives. Number eight. Number eight choice is Tenchi Muyo. Yeah, baby. No Tenchi Universe or Tenchi in Tokyo. Uh, the original Tenchi Muyo? Uh, if yeah. I remember last time, he combined it. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was basically a combination, but, you know, you had Tenchi Muyo, Ryoki, basically, you know, the OVAs. You know, this is basically a space opera comedy, drama, harem. And basically, what can I say, man? I love harem anime. You got big boobs, alien chicks from outer space that was digging on one dude. Couldn't get no better than that. Plus... Tenchi tends to be like a little wimp at times, but then all of a sudden, you know, he just becomes a badass. In a way, like Sketch said, he's kind of like a little goofy hero, but at the same time, he can be serious and a badass when he needs to be. Them light hawk wings. I'm good now. I'm good. <laughs> Top, two words. Topless Ryoko. <laughs> oh, yes. Didn't see that on Tsunami. You only got that in the first. You only got that in the first series too. Then again, I own uh, the original Tenchi Muyo on DVD. I have the. Uh, I actually have the old Pioneer release. Oh wow. damn! That yeah. is old. Uh, I. Yeah, I somehow <laughs> that got is... that. I scored that for a hundred bucks, and Man, it's certainly Tenchi not worth Muyo that. Tenchi Muyo <laughs> came to Toonami years after it came to home video. Years. It actually, if I remember, it had a brief run on like a local station in San Jose at first, or something like that. That may have been true. Yeah. I've heard something about that I, happening with Evangelion. I thought I heard something about that. There was some local station, local affiliate in San Diego, in San Jose, that um, gave Tenchi Muyo its first shot, and then um, mm -hmm. uh, the uh, tsunami picked it up from there. The really significant thing in uh, <clears throat> Toonami history regarding Tenchi Muyo is that was where digital bikinis became a thing. <laughs> and the, uh, oh boy, the process that they went to edit that show sounds really... Uh, painstaking. Painstaking, yes. <laughs> they, uh, they had some interesting technology for that. Uh, I forget yeah. the exact details. I feel like that was mentioned in a prior podcast when we interviewed Jason or, or something. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Uh, yeah. Tenchi Muyo with that. It's really funny though, because Tenchi Muyo was one of the only shows that I ever got my sister to watch with me on Toonami. And my parents knew that we both liked Tenchi Muyo. So one day they brought me home a subbed VHS tape of Tenchi Muyo. And I was like, Megan, I can't watch this. There's nudity. <laughs> they don't know they don't know what they've given me <laughs> fap, 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 fap. 
Yeah, years later, <laughs> I like, have Tenchi Muyo on uh, Blu-ray because I won that Funimation contest. Woo! That's good. Yeah, but that's going to be me once High School DXD comes in. <laughs> <laughs> Can't watch this. Yeah, a lot. Anyways. Yeah, Tenchi Muyo. I, I really like the characters in Tenchi Muyo. I think I like Tenchi Universe best, mostly for Kione. Come on, Kione. <laughs> that makes two of us. Best girl. All the years. I, I kind of like Ryoko, but I kind of don't because she's maybe a little too abusive. Mm. And I, there was a time <laughs> when I liked Ayaka, but really she's such a nag. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I always had a thing for Kione. Yeah. No. Kione is the only one that I find no real problem with. Plus, she wasn't really, yeah. she, she wasn't like really attached to Tenchi like the other ones were no she wasn't but she and she wasn't like uh like downright hateful like she was in uh tenshi in tokyo right yeah, Ugh, yeah. like she was downright tokyo. hateful towards mihoshi poor girl mm. i liked mihoshi said. too i always thought she was a cat girl for some reason when i was a kid huh. right. probably because of that little thing that they had on her teeth man very likely very likely definitely a possibility it's just so much to the tenshi universe man the tenshi world yeah. Ever since, you know, you got the uh, additions of Tenchi Muyo GXP, which most people hate. <laughs> and, but the thing is, you know, if you didn't like GXP, it was fine. But Tenchi Muyo won Jimimar did it basically. Which never aired on Toonami. No, it didn't. Yeah. I'm sorry, but, you know, still got to go there. And then there is a new series. There but, is a new series. I saw a little bit yeah. of it. It's Dude, different. It is, it's great. <laughs> It's great. Gotta man. go. Take him a dildo. Yeah. Let's go. So. All right. So. I think I think we've said enough about uh, Tenchi. Um, Jim, what's your number universes. eight? Yes, and his universes. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so my number eight is the first ever space opera that I legit got into, Robotech. Robotech. Assembly required. mentioned earlier how uh, Voltron was a harbinger of all the uh, 80s, you know, mashups and stuff like that. Robotech was the king of 80s mashups, somehow taking three different series, the legendary Super Dimension Fortress Macross, the not as well regarded uh, Super Dimension Cavalry Southern Cross, and the more or less unknown Genesis Climber Mospita. These were all uh, created Somehow, someway, uh, with uh, Tatsunoko production, I believe uh, the last two were made by uh, Tatsunoko themselves, and somehow mashed together into an 85-episode epic that spans three different arcs, Macross, Southern Cross, New Generation. And, um, it, and somehow they did it. It's a really a triumph of storytelling and creative direction when you think about it, because in the 80s, we didn't get anime like we do now. Um, now, granted, I was born in 88, which I didn't know, but through, you know, very intense research and 
you know, what I've heard from older uh, anime fans and stuff like that. Um, we did, we just did not get anime like this, like we do now. We really are spoiled. And when you see something like Robotech and for them to make what they did uh, and how they did it and how far ahead Carl Masek really planned to try and keep this episode, to using whatever he could to try and keep this universe somehow consistent, it was, it's actually really amazing. And I really think that's something that is very overlooked when it comes to Robotech. Um, aside from that, it just had great characters, good voice acting. Tony Oliver uh, got his big break there. Um, it was just a great, great series to watch. And uh, if Voltron was the first show that um, made me pay attention to Toonami, um, Robotech was the thing that cemented uh, Toonami for me as um, essential viewing back in 1998-99. Well said. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can... I, I can't disagree with anything that you said. It's no. not on my top ten, but I, I can't disagree with anything that you said there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think you really summed it up. Uh, <laughs> it's interesting that Robotech got away with as much as it did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say got away with because there was a lot of, uh, you there know, censoring and stuff like that sure. they had to that they had to do. Yeah. Like if you go back and watch like there are even scenes cut, I think, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, in, the inter- sure. in the interest of time. No, like in general, there are scenes cut in the interest of time. But um, but they certainly like if you were to go quite a show. Yeah. But I mean, that aside, I mean, your censorship and all that stuff is that that Harmony Gold did aside. It's amazing what they were able to pull off and how they pull it off pretty seamlessly. It does take talent to do that. Yep. People were far more creative in the 80s than they are now. (laughs) (laughs) That is definitely for sure. (laughs) Far more desperate to make a show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It felt like, you know, those those eras felt like the Wild West when it came to a lot of... um, you know, bringing stuff over. I mean, now it's it's like, oh, yay, this thing got uh, brought over, but I can watch it already. Um, only a select few really knew that Robotech even existed or that in its original form as uh, Macross, like, and I'm sure a lot of them probably lived on army bases in Japan. Well, thankfully, were, uh... we were spared doozy bots. <laughs> oh, thank you for uh, Oh, thank you, Scarecrow. Oh, uh, the horrors but, um... that would have happened to Gundam. <laughs> Oh, yeah. But the bottom line is that um, really Robotech is for how it is. It's a triumph. And I really is a shame that it didn't do better uh, than it should. They really should have. It's a it's a piece of anime history. And for it to have run on Tsunami like it did is absolutely amazing. Okay, I think I I think with that, uh, we can move on, actually. Uh, Sketch, what is your number eight? Well, since we just talked about robots, how about more robots? Symbionic Titan. Now, I had to think long and hard about this because I really like Samurai Jack. But there's things about Samurai Jack I don't like, such as after 52 episodes, they didn't have an ending. Come on. I know that they were holding out for a movie, but 
eh, still irks me. And that's still a great show, and it's in my top 15. But Symbionic Titan, to me, took all of what Gendy uh, has accumulated over his years in working in animation on uh, Dexter's Laboratory and Powerpuff Girls and Samurai Jack and any other series that he's worked on. And he he took all those elements of humor and action and adventure and put them into a marvelous show that told a pretty straightforward story about aliens crash landing on Earth with a giant robot and gave him the opportunity to do a serious kaiju show. And the characters are great. Octus, in particular, is a fantastic character. Just beaming with life for a robot. <laughs> Ilana's fun, and Lance is a badass, you know. You know. <laughs> the, but what really sets uh, Symbionic Titan apart from other series is the direction. It's just phenomenal. You got stuff like Lance riding down that uh using a car to ride down a rail like grinding off of a rail you've got all these great giant robot fights you've got these chase scenes robots versus robots it's just oh it was a feast for the eyes it's just a truly amazing looking show and it had the story and the character to back that up so it wasn't just flash and no substance the the actual story that was going on throughout was fairly basic but still very good you had that element that the bad guy used to be one of the generals of the army and there's a reason why he turned you don't ever really find out what it is but he's gone totally crazy and he's trying to wipe out the remains of the uh uh previous the previous kingdom that he served. Galaluna. Yeah, and Galaluna, uh, the show had uh, a lot of silly episodes, to be sure. So I, I would probably rank it higher, if not for some of the kind of meh episodes. But for consistency's sake, I feel like it was more consistent than uh, Samurai Jack. Uh, I felt like... They really poured everything into making a fantastic show, and it's just a crying shame that they never got more than 20 episodes. Yeah. I shall miss you, Symbionic Titan. We shall all miss you. Um, another show that wasn't in my top ten, but I, I will say, like... I, I just thought that, like, I mean... Yeah. It just doesn't make sense to me that you write all these scripts for a show. And mm. clearly all you got to do is really just animate, get the voice actor, actresses back in and do it. Well, animation is a very expensive and long process. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I get that, but it's just like, it's like... You draw lots and lots of little pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you had this chance to finish a story. A story that actually... They could have wrapped that really up in six episodes. Up. Exactly, and now you can't even do shit with it. Basically, all it's good for is wiping somebody's ass. Because really, it's been written off, and now you can't play it. it but it's still available on digital. It's a shame. 
Yeah. Oh my God. I just that's probably that's probably the saddest thing about Symbionic Titan was that it didn't get the chance to finish, and it was such a good series. It shows that when it's it's another. Uh, as I said a lot with Robotech, it's a triumph of creative direction. When you basically get a guy who is making what he wants, mm-hmm. um, that's yeah. when that's when you can make something that's when truly the magic beautiful. happens. Exactly. Yeah, when and you are making something that he likes, uh, that the uh, guy likes, is taking full ownership of, and says, "Let's make this the best damn thing we can make." That's when you get, as you said, sketch. That's when magic happens. And if right. the rumor is true that Cartoon Network at one point was like, "Can you make it a bit more like Ben 10? Good on Gendy for not doing that. Exactly. Agreed. Telling him to stick it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bitch, I made one of your original cartoon cartoons. You will give me the, the due respect. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. I like that. Exactly. It was you really banned one of my episodes. Fantastic. And, yeah, it was technically made for children, but it always felt like it was made with a broad audience in mind. A lot of those episodes felt like primetime drama to me, particularly towards the end there when they uh, lost someone in the family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was just really heavy stuff there. And it it didn't... eh, There was that one episode where they kind of talk down to the audience but for the most part they didn't talk down to the audience they realized the kids can understand a long complicated story and they ran with it i kind of feel like that one episode that is sort of a prequel to the first episode where they flash back to where lance meets alana i feel like maybe that should have been the first episode that would have been perhaps a stronger start. But other than that, great show. Right. Okay. So with that, I think we should move along um, to my number eight. Um, my number eight is actually a new addition to my list. Um, this show, once I got done finished, when I got done finished, watching it on Toonami, I, I, I automatically knew it was going to show up in my top 10 at that time. Uh, I, I didn't quite know where to put it. Um, but more or less the reason why it didn't go any higher was because, well, the ending of it kind of wasn't to par like some of these other anime series that I've seen. And um, that series is Soul Eater. Maka, Soul, Blackstar, and Tsubaki know their roles. They just need to figure out everything else. Do it right, idiot! You're the idiot here! Get ready for the series premiere of Soul Leader. Saturday at 1 a.m. Time to hit the books. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. Um, Soul Eater, I, I really got into this series based more along the storyline and the character development. Um, one of the things I, I would, I would take, for example, is, um, kid death or basically you could just call it just kid, you know, basically, you know, seeing him transition from this, oh, I have to make sure everything is symmetrical and everything is in its own place and everything makes sense to this, this kid that was like all serious, all about, all about 
business and all about like we need to make we need to figure out what the hell is going on because something's not right here we need to get this taken we need to do this um you know seeing seeing a black star develop the way that he did getting the the enchanted sword um how he became a better warrior and from from looking at one of the episodes even more of a warrior than his father was um not letting not letting the the mistakes that his father made not letting those consume him and becoming what his father did and becoming the the warrior that he did um i guess those are those are two examples of why like soul eater not to say it this way but resonated with me <laughs> so resonates yep <laughs> <laughs> so um it was just one of those series that i after i got done watching it i just went you know what this has got this has got to be in my top 10 so um yeah soul eater uh basically by the way soul eater and knocked off trigun and uh uh reboot as well so <laughs> Would you guys like to add anything? Well, yeah, I actually did enjoy Soul Eater. You know, I always said that it was kind of like a funny version of Bleach at times. But, like, two of my favorite characters in that whole show was basically Subaki and, of course, Mifune, man. Subaki, you obviously be having because of that large rack, but, <laughs> and her sweet mm. disposition. Love Montreal doing that. But, mm. Mifune, that was my dude. Man, the infinite blade technique that he had when he was um whooping up on Black Star the first time, yo, that was some serious right there. You know what? Uh, Soul Eater was one of the uh, shows that I called for as a tsunami candidate from the beginning, and uh, mm -hmm. if it was to come back, that would make me a very happy camper. Yeah, I was gonna add that I think that if they bring back a show this year, I think they should bring back Soul Eater. I think that is one of the most requested shows too that people have asked to come back. So, I I, I would love to see that show come back on. I thought mm -hmm. it was really good. Sketch anything. I thought the characters in Soul Eater were really great. Uh, you know, they were kind of uh, <laughs> plays on existing shonen characters in a lot of senses. But Maka was actually the star of the show, which right. puts it in a unique place by itself. And it was a very, very entertaining world to watch. There's all this kind of crazy stuff going on in the background, and there's all these references to horror fiction and even uh, real-life events. And it took place in America, if you didn't know, which yeah, which is pretty interesting. Plus, I love the, the stupidness of Excalibur. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fool! <laughs> and... Dr. Stein, he was another really great character. Yes, I agree. Uh, unfortunately, it started off really good, and then it fell off the truck for me. <laughs> it it really, really fell off at the end. So I can't rank it very high myself, but I did enjoy watching it. At least most of it. Uh, mm -hmm. At least most of it. <laughs> 
All right. Well, I, I think that'll do it for our number eights. Um, let's get into some of the fans' uh, top fives, Jim. All right. Well, the next top five comes from the Bodyguard 31. Uh, first of all, his honorable mentions are Cowboy Bebop, Eureka 7, and Tenshi Muyo. Number five is Batman the Animated Series. Number four, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Number three is Space Dandy. Number two is the campiness that is Outlaw Star. (laughs) (laughs) And number one is Dragon Ball Z. Uh, The next one comes from Mike Jin X89. Space Dandy at number five. Symbionic Titan at number four. Soul Eater at number three. Black Lagoon at number two. And Gurren Lagan at number one. Jesus, Gurren Lagan. Yeah, Gurren Lagan getting a lot of love, man. As it should. Did mm-hmm. I miss something here? <laughs> Look here, dude. When you got a drill that will pierce the heavens. Moving on. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Frank Full Metal, one of our frequent contributors, uh, he also submitted a top five, and he's also got some honorable mentions. Gundam Wing and Naruto. Number five, his One Piece. Number four, Space Dandy. Number three, Attack on Titan. Number two, Cowboy Bebop. And number one is Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Mm, full yeah, Metal. Frank, he is a big, yeah, he's a big fan of Full Metal. He has made that known. Well, it's in thing. his name. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he's also a big stalker. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't talk about Frank like that. Only I get to punish Frank. <laughs> okay, punish him then. <laughs> Frank, you have a human resources meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, apparently like a couple weeks from now, but yes. <laughs> Did anybody right, have well, Full Metal on their list? No. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I did not, actually. We should probably talk about Full Metal a bit then. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I will I will say, my only... I want to put Full Metal on my list, but the problem is, is it's not the original. If it was, if the original I played on Toonami, then I, it would definitely be in my top ten. Mm. However, Brotherhood, uh, I don't know. I just couldn't. I, I just couldn't put it in my top ten. I like Brotherhood a little bit better. I think Brotherhood was a little bit closer to the manga than uh, it was. You know, a lot closer well. to the manga. <laughs> Personally, I would like to have. I would have liked to have a combination of the two because I, I liked a lot of elements of the original, but I also like the ending better of brotherhood also towards like the, the last couple episodes towards the end, I like how it developed and ended. Um, but it, it just, for me, like the, for the original was just, was, was, I felt like they were really I don't know, building up to something in full metal alchemist brotherhood and the full metal manga, I guess. Right. But it didn't quite deliver. <laughs> yeah. Like, they they made this big deal about how the sacrifices are like a big deal, but what it didn't seem like it was that big of a deal. Like yeah. they they were used for something, but they were they were still around. They they didn't die. Exactly. I hate to spoil yeah. that, but, <laughs> but it's okay. Statue of limitations now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. As we've said in previous podcasts, statue of limitations. So. Yeah. So. Even that that final fight was good, and I like the the resolution there, the uh, the the final answer. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, I, I thought there were a lot of elements that of Brotherhood 
that were really good, and I did like the, the way that it ended in the fights towards the end there, but I don't know. Like, I just... I would have loved to have seen, like, a combination of the two, to be honest with you. Maybe that maybe that may happen one day, That's but an interesting I, I don't thought. know. The whole point of Brotherhood was to be an adaptation of the manga because the original series wrote its own ending. That that's kind of that was the point. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, but I, I like I said, dude, if the original would have been on Toonami, I would have put that on there. Hmm. So. Yeah. It is. It's a really good shonen. Uh, lots of great yeah. characters. Fairly interesting story. Uh, it ups the stakes a lot. Maybe an annoying amount, to be honest. And there's <laughs> there's quite a few twists. What a twist! <laughs> yeah, gotta say the music was better on um, the original. Mm, yeah, that it's hard for me to quantify that. The music in the first hey. one was really good, but I do Not like the music game. in Brotherhood. Uh, right, tough choice. I, I I do think I think we memorable is the original series. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I think we we've spent enough time on this though. Let's let's move along to. Uh, but number seven. I think we can all agree that it's a pity that the original Full Metal Alchemist has never aired on Toonami. Yes. yes. I will agree with that. Maybe, maybe, maybe we can have that on there one day, but we'll see. Please, can we get that? Please in HD. <laughs> number seven. And this time my number seven is Ronin Warriors. An ancient demon horde. I'm gonna show you just how wicked I can be! Five lone heroes. Let the battle begin. I will never allow you or your master to win! Ronin Warriors, today at 4.30. Who you with? Only Toonami. Hey, look here, they brought back Dragon Ball Z, so hey, I can get nostalgic now. Fuck that. You know, this is something that I grew up watching. Original run, 1988 through, you know... Let me see. Hmm. Oh, damn. 1988 through 1989, you know, originally um, coined as Yorodin Samurai Troopers, but Americanized, it was Ronin Warriors. Here it is, top of the demon world, basically tries to conquer the mortal world, but you have these five different warriors coming together to help save the world. And... Basically, this was like one of the few animes that actually kind of upped the game for me as far as looking at Chumbara, which is, you know, samurai related. But, you know, it's actually classified as a sentai. But, hey, you got cool armor, badass weapons. Hey, can't go wrong with that. Not to mention, you know, the animation could have been a little bit better, but for during that time it was really good and you know being young and dumb and not really knowing all the ins and outs of the anime world i would say that it still ranks up there as being one of the top animated i still love watching even though i do have own a copy of it i'm just waiting for the discotheque release and hopefully they get <laughs> hey. the rights to the um english dub also yes yes that's please. what i'm that's what i'm really looking for as far as discotheque please make it happen take my money take paul's soul <laughs> take it's, my soul. No, take Paul's soul, not mine. Yeah, we, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Basically, we will actually do another sacrifice. We will put Paul up on the altar. Human again. sacrifice. Yeah, basically. I, I may let you sacrifice me. No, you will be sacrificed. No, There's no, 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 no. I may let you sacrifice me for Ronin Warriors. 
Hey, he will be sacrificed. There's no, there's no negotiations, <laughs> negotiations about that. Whatever. Anyways, continue. Yeah, but you know, it actually has a good story and good plot all the way through, and I was pretty much satisfied even with the ending. And then Wait. you can't forget the little guidance side story, which was basically the legend of the um, black armor, which was in contrast to um, Harriel's white armor. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wasn't wasn't Ronan Warriors higher in your list last time? Mm, no. No, it wasn't on your list last time. No, I didn't put it on because I want I didn't want to do it for nostalgia reasons at all. Basically, you know, that's when like Toonami was coming back, had just come back. Uh, I didn't want to seem like the nostalgia guy when I did it last time, but this time, fuck that. <laughs> Alrighty then. Well, I. You know that I really want to talk about this, but it's higher up in my list, so I'm not talking about this right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> still. Don't. What? What do you mean still? Like I'm how high. much higher? I'm not telling you. Uh, You're just gonna have to wait and see. It's number one. <laughs> nah, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna talking. guess number three. <laughs> uh. I remember watching Ronin Warriors. The first time I saw it was on Toonami when when they were playing it in the afternoons, and I liked it. I liked the I liked the show, but now I can't remember why. I, I couldn't tell you. I know armor stuff is cool, so there's that. But I feel like there was a story that was compelling to me, and I just sadly I have not seen it in so so long. Well, Disco Take yeah. fixed that. Yes, yes, it's been exactly. a while since I've seen Ronan Warriors too, but uh, it's a nice cheesy uh, dub. It's it's very very cheesy. It's fun to watch though. It's uh, it's got a charm. It's uh, you know it, it's actually kind of generic when you get right down to it because you know you got five uh, samurai rangers or whatever the heck they are, power samurai. Kind of curious that that show managed to come over here before Saint Seiya. Yeah, I mean, that's it, because it's no, better that than Saint Seiya. Done. You know, at the time of uh, Ronan Warriors release, that's just what was being done. And uh, but I didn't see Saint Seiya. And the thing is, Saint Seiya is actually more popular in Latin America than it is up here. Way more popular. Oh, yeah. Saint Seiya is like friggin' ridiculous down there. But um, popular. They're they're totally into Greek mythology in Latin America, apparently. mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Which um, I mean, I've been meaning to see Saint Seiya for a long time, but I got Ronan Warriors to watch it. And uh, yeah. I'm not, we're not I'm talking not, about Saint Seiya. I'm not succeeding. <laughs> yeah. We're not talking about Saint Seiya, though. We're talking Ronan Warriors. And, yeah. uh, Ronan, you know what? Ronan I thought knows. it. And you know what? It was a lot of fun. You know, as as campy and as eh, as you know generic as the show I was. I wish I got some of those toys. Those toys. Were yeah, bad. I did too. <laughs> uh, but I think the. But you know what? I I enjoyed it. I liked it. I wanted to see how the story ended. I wanted to see how Rio would actually uh, hang on to, you know, how he would be able to control the Inferno armor, stuff like that. If I remember the name of it, if I'm remembering the name of it correctly. You did. Mm. Yep. Jim, I don't, I don't know whether to pull my sword out and stab you or to like what you're saying. <laughs> hey, it was fun. You know, I, I never said I never said that you used uh, the word cheesy and campy. Yeah, well, to Ronan it, it I don't know. Well, it is. <laughs> mm. Though, interestingly enough, that dub is it. It's actually not that edited. They, the, they changed you know the names the time, and stuff, but it was pretty uncensored. 
Yeah, they kept the yeah they kept the names pretty good. They mispronounced Rio the whole time, but you know we yeah. didn't know. We still called him Ryu back in the uh, back in like 1990 when Street Fighter 2 came out. So, huh. All well, right. You gotta look so. at it back then. We were in like real big Japanophiles, you know. <laughs> yeah, we didn't know. We didn't know there were uh, people like uh, not for some before reason, the days but... of Naruto. <laughs> Naruto yeah. killed the Naruto. I'm, no, no. I'm, I'm let me say this correctly. Naruto's killed anime. <laughs> Regardless, um, it's a fun show. I I Once like Ronin Warriors. <laughs> not enough, <laughs> not enough to make my top ten, but um, uh, I do like Ronin Warriors. Honorable mention, maybe. Definitely an honorable mention. Yes. Thank you, Jim. Mm. My number seven is IGPX. Get ready for the return of Toonami's first original series, IGPX. Next Saturday night at 2. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. You see that I'm going for a lot of the stuff that has a lot of creative flair in it. Um, IGPX has done something that I still haven't seen, which is giant robots racing. And... uh, you know, just by going back and listening to the interview with Jason DeMarco, you can tell that, yeah, this is uh, this is something that Jason did that a lot of us can only dream of. We have our ideas for our great anime and stuff like that. I've talked with people and brainstormed with people who have ideas for the next great anime that was made here in the U- uh, made here in the U.S. And uh, IGPX, quite frankly, is um, you know a very very good. Um, a lot of great ideas that came onto paper and just uh, a lot of uh, good stuff happening at the same time. You get a great voice cast, you get great uh, ideas, you get a great backing. Um, this is using, this was using uh, Tsunami using their strategic partnership with uh, Bandai to the absolute fullest. And for, uh, for Bandai to be as willing as they were to work with Jason and work with um, Cartoon Network and all that, it was absolutely fantastic, e- even more so than how they worked together on Big O2. I mean, at that point, you know, they just threw money at Big O2. This one, there was actual creative input and fun stuff like that. Um, for anything regarding IGPX and the creative process behind it, you got to listen to the uh, IGPX interview episode with Jason because it is, you know, it's a it's a wonderful window into how IGPX came to be. And not to mention, it's actually a pretty good episode. It's kind of episode. It's a pretty good series. It's kind of like um, anime Mighty Ducks racing and stuff like that. Right. <laughs> That's the best way I can describe it. That's an interesting <laughs> comparison. I mean, it's oh. uh, the the storyline goes pretty much as expected, especially in the second season. But the way they tell the story and the way they use the characters is, uh, you know, it is unique only to anime and that anime uses its characters a lot more and a lot of times in ways you would not expect. And you actually have a slow build of a romantic relationship that pays off. Yeah, there's a good yeah, there's a slow burn. Yeah, there is that slow burn between um, Liz and Takashi. And yeah, it does pay off at the very end. You're like, say, a lot of times you don't get that killer soundtrack and the amazing voice ec- voice cast. Mm. Oh yes. yeah, the the soundtrack is the real star of IGPX. I will tell you that. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. 
As I always said, IGPX was basically the NASCAR mech. Jose said Formula One. Fuck you, Jose. It's it is NASCAR, closer to dude. Formula One, though. No, dude. Yeah. It's NASCAR, man, because look here. NASCAR, it gets dirty. The fans are crazy, man, and they don't even know why they get crazy half of the time. Mm. <laughs> Being from the South, man, trust me. Formula One did not survive here, but NASCAR is forever. Every redneck hick and inbred some bitch. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Did I did I hear the Southern and Darrell's voice right there? Some bitch. <laughs> For the first time, people, you have heard my Southern twang. <laughs> shit! Wait, yeah. wait, we have this on recording. Just I need to copy that shit. I need to copy just this segment. It right is here. there for all time. I know. <laughs> And I I'm know gonna like, I'm gonna be like 85 years old looking over at Darrell and just play this and be like, <laughs> I heard your southern accent. <laughs> <laughs> but I really did enjoy IGPX. It was like one of those things that was just great. But since you like mentioned that it was like one of those animes that was made in America, you kind of I kind of look at it like when you know just to get off track just a little bit like when we talked to Lashawn Thomas about cannon buses, hey. That could be the next great thing with Cannon Buses being on Toonami just like that. Mm-hmm. that and let's something. hope that it goes well. Yeah, the thing about IGPX that, that doesn't allow me to rank it better is it's kind of boring. Mm. It's That slow I, burn is... There are times when it's you, really exciting, and then there's other times when it's kind of a slog. And mm-hmm. that's unfortunate. Sketch. Not to interrupt you, but you, you hit it right there on the on the on the head. That's that's what why it's not in my top ten either because there's just times where it's just like I like it. I like I, slice I of life. I really do like slice of life and sci-fi. Slice of life is an interesting thing in itself, and of course, it's a very special show overall. So I would consider it a very significant show, but it's just not one of my favorites. I agree. You you basically summed it up the exact way I would have. To be honest with you, I, I just I don't know. I could never get into IGPX. I, I I know it's it's the only real like tsunami original show, but I just I don't know. It just so thank wasn't you, Jim, one of those for shows having it on like, your list. So we talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> it was just one of those. It's just one of those shows that I just went. I don't. I I just can't get into it. You know, don't don't. I don't want anybody to feel disrespected, but it's it. It just is the way it is. Sorry. So. And it's not like it didn't have uh, a satisfying ending or anything. It did. It actually no, did. I don't. Did. I don't feel there needs to be more IGPX. It's a great mm-hmm. show by itself. And it ended the. It ended on their terms, which yeah. is very important. Yeah, it's very important. Um, but I, I think we've we've talked about IGPX enough. Um, sketch. What's your number seven? My number seven is Black Lagoon. We kill them all. She doesn't mess around. Get in! Fatten down the hatches, lock and load, and get ready to lay it all on the line. Let's finish this job. Black Lagoon, premiering next Saturday at 2 a.m. Take what you can, give nothing back, except bullets. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. Now it's time for all of us to go shot for shot. Woo! <laughs> I think you just I think you just It wasn't until Toonami played Black Lagoon that I really saw it. I saw a couple of episodes um on Hulu at one point, 
I thought, oh, this is a cool show. I'll probably get back to this. But Black Lagoon is really, really good. And I've already mentioned how much I like scoundrel characters, scoundrel ensembles. And the Black Lagoon crew, for my money, they're as good or better than the Bebop crew, as good or better than the Space Dandy crew. They, they're just a bunch of nuts, and I love them. Plus, the biggest badass on the team is Revy. And I like... I like I like males who are goofballs, and I like women who are badasses. <laughs> These are the <laughs> kinds of characters I like in cartoons. <laughs> okay, then. Plus, you got Dutch. Dutch Dutch is a bad mofo. <laughs> <laughs> you got Benny. I like Benny. Benny got some. <laughs> and it, there were times when it was a bit slow, but when it was action-packed, man, it was balls to the walls crazy the fight sequences were insane that fight between the fight between revy and roberta that's probably oh the best yeah <laughs> yeah she like, shouldn't we stop that. this you want to try <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about you just sit there and talk it out sit around and talk it out i really like it uh great uh kind of an interesting look at the seedier side of the real world and no, dude, that is the real world. yeah <laughs> and then you got just absolutely batshit crazy stuff happening all the time and you don't have to because it's kind of done in arcs you don't really have to worry about following a really long story so uh, honestly, I just I wish there was more of it. <laughs> I really do. I wish there was more of it, and I wish it had done better, because I would like to see that <laughs> on the back end of Toonami for a long, long time. But sadly, oh, I, that probably will never happen. I I do think that that will be one of the shows that ends back up on Toonami, though. So Ooh, I hope so. Don't be surprised. because ah, it I is one of the most surprised. After yes, after Dead it. Man, I I would not be too surprised yeah. if Black Lagoon showed up out of the blue just because it probably is affordable. I am um, praying Black Lagoon again. Yes, and I am praying for the OVAs for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I would love to see the OVA on a on a like a month of like a month of movies or something like yeah. that. So. Besides Revy shower scene, that's all that matters about <laughs> OVAs. And the other element I mean, that I really liked was. Rock's character in particular, you have a guy who's kind of straight-laced salary man who's just trying you to do his dick, job. You son of a bitch! Just, just trying to do his job, just trying to get by, and then he's thrown into this world of debauchery and chaos, and he's just like, all right, let's do this. And he still kind of stays himself for, for most of the time, but other times he, he really steps up. There's just some great character stuff going on in that show and i love it i mean you know this was like one of the shows that i said was gonna be on tsunami i loved it i told people i was like look here you got guns knives booze and booze you can't go wrong yeah pretty much (laughs) i mean not to mention the foul language too man it got no realer than that plus on top of that you have female characters who are just as strong as the men. So basically, like I said, they don't need a Captain Sabahole. <laughs> Captain Sabahole. 
You know, you can't you can't save them all, but these women literally Reverie was actually saving Rock, man. Most of the time, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So in this case, you know, Rose got reversed. Uh, you gentlemen have summed it up perfectly, so I, I don't really need to say anything more about it. It wasn't in my top ten, but you guys basically have hit you with both barrels. Two hands. All right, so I guess it's time for my number seven. Um, my number seven, we're getting into the part of the list where pretty much you're going to hear, if you've heard the top 10, you're going to hear some familiar names. Uh, number seven is Outlaw Star. Time to lay the cards on the table. Outlaw Star, premiering Monday, January 15th at 6.30. Wild West, Y2K style. Yeah, that was a real campy show. <laughs> <laughs> by the way side note before i start talking about a lost star i'm sitting there listening to this the other day and i'm like i'm just sitting there dying i'm like you know i didn't realize that jose was the one that started saying campy until i heard this again and i was like oh shit me and Darrell didn't even come up with this <laughs> oh like, no i knew jose it's said it dude. credit <laughs> yeah so i'm just like damn okay i, I gotta remember this <laughs> But um, getting to Outlaw Star, Outlaw Star, one of the best shows that I've seen on Tsunami. Hands down, if you haven't seen this show, look, I've pre- we've predicted this time and time again. I'll predict this to be on Tsunami this year, yet again. Um, and Funimation, if you don't have the rights, the broadcasting rights, you need to get them because <laughs> it needs to be back on Tsunami. I'm sure that they do have them. It's just a matter of Sunrise dragging their feet. Yeah, probably. And uh, they have said that if they had the if the broadcast rights were available, they would put this on. Outlaw Star, I mean, it, it speaks for itself. I mean, those of you that have seen it know what I'm talking about. This show is it's just a fun ride. It's action packed. Um, it's a bunch of outlaws just doing basically. You know, it, it, I don't know. It, it's hard to kind of. I guess the best way to say it, without, it's not campy. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's it was just one of those shows that I just went. You know what? No, better, even better example. I have two copies of it. Yeah, that you bought at MomoCon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have two copies of it. Guess what? I don't have two copies of anything else. Like the whole thing. Yeah. I'll lost star. I have two copies of it. That's how much I like I'll saw star. Wow. I don't have two copies of anything but Ninja Turtles stuff. <laughs> exactly. So I, I have two really, copies of his Wings of Automize. So by the way, if somebody wants to wants a copy of it, you can contact me. Maybe I'll give it to you. <laughs> I want a copy uh, yeah, of Outlaw yeah. Star. <laughs> I want a copy of Outlaw Star. That's Christmas. Maybe. Duel to the death. Maybe. <laughs> Duel to the death. <laughs> but anyways, um We know who's gonna win it. Yeah, I shouldn't have I mean, said Duel to probably... the Death. Why did I instigate that? That was such a bad idea. I know. <laughs> all right, all right, stop, stop. Okay. I'm sure you guys We'll give it to whoever wins the Toonami Faithful Podcast Host Popularity Poll. Oh, that's fucked up. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, I don't know. That's basically it. I mean... You basically, guys can... okay, Outlaw Star is basically a space opera western type. And, you know, you got Gene Starwind, you know, being the main character with his homeboy Jim, you know, 
basically just trying to make it in this world, man, in the universe, you know, as a grappler, pilot, whatever they was doing, you know, and how can I put this? You know, he meets up with a pirate, Hot Eyes Hilda. Basically, the most popular character that only had one episode to live in. That sucked. Trust me, people. Statue of limitations, I don't care what you say. But basically, he ends up inheriting the outlaw star. And Melfina. You know, have, yes, the hot, hot Melfina. Nice little jailbait. You know, the girl in the suitcase. <laughs> Face. Don't, you know, I ain't going to even say nothing about the girl in the suitcase, man. They let the girl out of the fridge. Yeah, I do love the way they put that uh, digital. Um, <laughs> Firefly totally know. didn't rip that off. <laughs> Just look at Ben and Sage's review for his opinion on that. I'm not going to even talk about oh, that. Oh, Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, basically, Gene has a whole bunch of you know adventures, and everybody's basically trying to find the Galactic Ley Line. Because basically, if you find the Galactic Ley Line. The grand line? No, Galactic Ley Line. The grand God line. damn it. <laughs> this is not. The Grand me. Line of the Universe, yes. Basically. No. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> with a Bob condom on. You know, that oh, show actually has a lot in common with One Piece, if you think about it. Oh. Darrell, <laughs> Darrell, that hurts. Why would you say that? <laughs> because I'm sadistic like that. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, you know, if you get, the, get to the Galactic Ley Line, whatever wish you have, it will be granted. And so it's like the Dragon Balls. You know, it is so many elements. Only you don't it. you don't have to find multiple things. You just got to find the ley line. D1. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, of course, you know, I would say Gene and Jim and crew, Aisha Clan Clan, Twilight Suzuka, you know. Voice by Wendy Lee. <laughs> yes. They have probably the greatest adventures. And don't man. forget Fred Lowe. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Fabulous friend. He's fabulous. <laughs> Moving right along. Please. Shut up. <laughs> it's basically just a great space drama, western mm. opera. And it's well worth the watch and the purchase if you can still get a hope to it. Mm-hmm. Hope to it? Yeah, get a hope to it. Out now, of the it. three uh, space westerns. Of that era, I definitely like Outlaw Star the best. Yeah, just, Gene's be more my you. character than Spike. Honestly, Gene's, I like Gene more. Did mm-hmm. it? Did it make your list, Sketch? It did not make my list. I would say and, uh, the difference between Gene and it. <laughs> the difference between Gene and Spike is basically Gene showed a little bit more emotion than Spike did at times. Oh well, definitely. <laughs> Right. Spike was, well, was a much more cool customer. But yeah. Yeah, great, great, great cast in Outlaw Star. Fun stories. Very interesting storyline going throughout. And some just crazy stuff happens in that show. Great fights. Good choreography. Some kind of space race. <laughs> it's just so much fun. Got a little weird a at the end there, watch. but. <laughs> who cares if he wants right. to digitally live with Melfina? Who cares? <laughs> mm. All right. Well, 
that's going to be it for our number sevens. Um, Jim, why don't we read uh, some uh, fans' top five? All right. Picking it up on the fans' top five, Tyrese Smith comes to us with his top five. Number five, Gundam 0079, or Mobile Suit Gundam, as a lot of us know. Gundam Wing at number four. Ooh. Number three is Rurouni Kenshin. Number two is Yu Yu Hakusho. And number one is Naruto, including Shippuden. So the next one is Tyler Six. Number five for him is Space Dandy. Number four, Blue Exorcist. Number three, Dead Man Wonderland. Number two, One Piece. And number one, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Well, someone's excited about some recent news. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Or maybe uh, disappointed seeing as FMA is their top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go transmute uh, that, bitch. Oh, <laughs> shit. Sean right. Devine. Sean Devine is the next one. Uh, his uh, honorable mention is he would have included One Piece if the anime adaptation was better. The manga is amazing. Yeah, I no, feel like he has a point there. One yeah. Piece <laughs> definitely loses some points in the adaptation category, but mm -hmm. not enough to not make my list. <laughs> when, in, when in doubt, ask Greg. <laughs> From Sean, number five, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Number four is G Gundam. Number three, Naruto. Number two, Yu Yu Hakusho. And number one is Dragon Ball Z. That's it for the next. Uh, that's it for the viewer top fives. For everybody else. Run them jewels fast. Run them, run them jewels fast. Run them, run them, run them, run them, run them, run them. Fuck the slow mo. Run Number six. Hey. Son, also known to some as Mobile Suit Fighter Gundam. Premiering next Monday at 5, only Tsunami. Mobile Fighter G Gundam. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay, basically. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Before we get into this. Gundam Fight, Jim, ready? Go! <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I could see you being the announcer in that. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Continue, Jerome. I'm sorry. Yeah, basically, unlike, you know, the previous Gundam franchises with, um, with G Gundam, you know, this is basically in... They said it was set in, um, basically, dang. Okay, let me get my thoughts together. Let me start this over. Okay. You want me to go with this? Well, no, I can't. Me, talk no, no, I got it. You know, <laughs> unlike the, you know, the previous Gunner series, which basically takes place in the um, Universal Century timeline, Mobile Fighter G Gundam basically takes place in a um, alternate future century universe, and but it's still within the timeline. You know, basically, mankind is, you know, left the Earth because it's ruined. And most of the people living in uh, space colonies. And basically every four years, there's a big tournament within the colonies where each nation in the space colonies sends um, their sworn champion to, you know, win it all so they can have the right to um, rule, you know, all the other colonies for the next four years. And comes in Domon Kashu, who is our main protagonist and hero. You know, his father basically got locked up in jail for certain crimes, frame, whatnot. 
and basically they forced Domo to be the pilot for Neo Japan. And if Domo wins, you know, basically um, his father be acquitted and, you know, he's chasing his brother, everything, trying to get back at his brother also about this because it was his brother that really did all this stuff, caused all these problems for Neo Japan and on Earth. But during all this, Domo eventually becomes the, you know, the winner, whatnot. It's just so much to it. I... I can't even begin to explain it to you, but this to me was just like the wrestling version of the Gundam world. It was great. It was just great to see this because I was like, this time, not a lot of people are dying like in other Gundam series where, you know, they're fighting a big war. This time it was kind of like, you know, one-on-one man-to-man nations, you know, ain't putting everybody out there to die like cat and fodder. So that was one of the things that stood out to me. This was like WWE. F before it went to the WWE meets Gundam and then they had a child together and you got <laughs> G Gundam out of it. Well, I can't really talk about it yet, but <laughs> Jim, um, give us your thoughts then. Yeah, actually, Jim, you should give us your thoughts because we interviewed. <laughs> yeah, we converted Jim on these people. <laughs> yes, we did. I never watched G Gundam when it was on Tsunami. And um, that was why it didn't make my list. If I didn't see it on Toonami, then um, it didn't uh, it to me, it wasn't eligible for my list. But having seen it after the fact, um, it is a great series. It's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, It's a major tonal shift from uh, the previous uh, Gundam series, which were all in the Universal Century. This is the first one to have given us an alternate timeline to the Universal Century. Drell. So, yep. Drell. Pardon? One of us. One, one of us. us. One, one of, of us. us. <laughs> now fucking harmonize. We don't like to harmonize. No, we don't. Apparently not. Besides, anyway. He's not, he's not black, Jim, so he can't harmonize like we can. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I won't disagree. So anyway. <laughs> uh, regardless, um... Yeah, I'm, I like uh, G Gundam just because it is so different than most other. Uh, actually, it is still, in my mind, the most unique of the Gundam franchises. Where were you in, in the, the Gundam franchise? Where were you when we did the first top ten? <laughs> I was not part of this podcast. I, I think uh, I think Jose dropped it off too many points for not being a typical Gundam series because, yeah, it's not a typical Gundam series. They decided to fight one-on-one in a tournament in order to determine who wins the war but there was still war there was still death there was still violence yep yeah <laughs> there but was it wasn't still, on the large massive scale like, as there was actually a lot more nationality stuff going on in in g gundam than most yeah, gundam it was series. also it was also disney racism so <laughs> yeah <laughs> tequila gundam <laughs> yeah Hey, dude, Neo-Mexico, Neo-America, Neo-Japan. It was just so many nations, dude. Even Neo-Africa, man. Come on. Yeah. You, can't, you can't go wrong with that. Dude, to see some... I was like, wait a minute. Africa got a colony in space? I'm talking about... I saw a freaking Zulu spear, man. That made the Zulu side of me proud, man. I literally said, Kwa Zulu! <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Are you sure that wasn't because you were drinking? No, dude. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> Anyways, I think we've we've talked enough about G Gundam. Yeah, G Gundam uh, was Jim, fun. Lots of people like it. Yeah, hmm. People who don't are yes. sticks in the mud. <laughs> and by the way, yeah, Jose. But um, we'll be <laughs> Jose on about... a stick. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I guess uh. <laughs> oh God, but um, yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll probably talk about this a little bit later. But um, Jim, what is your number six? My number six is probably going to be a little shocking to some people, but number six is Cowboy Bebop. Four cowboys, four bounty hunters, four hearts, four notes. Following a dusty trail of money, sin, and desperation, living day to day, dreaming hour by hour. Four beats, four parts of a movement. Mars to Venus, Callisto to Ganymede. Bounty to bounty and outlaw to outlaw. One ship, one crew, one destiny. Cowboy Bebop. And uh, given the stuff that uh, comes after it, you will uh, start to say, yeah, this was probably, this was a very, very tough list to put together, but there was one thing that I needed to do. I needed to have Cowboy Bebop in there. Um, when you get right down to it, what hasn't been said already about Cowboy Bebop that, um, you know, is there anything new that we can say about Cowboy Bebop? It is one of the best anime ever to come out of Japan. Um, it's going to be an HD. It's going to be an HD soon. <laughs> um, it's uniquely, it's, it's something completely new, you know, uh, especially when it came out in 1998. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, you know, it, it's not America through the Japanese lens that you would see in a lot of other shows. Um, it's kind of like a bunch of film send-ups that manage to not only form a coherent story, but also sh- also shed the shackles that anime has of, you know, the big eyes and stuff like that. Um like I said with Attack on Titan earlier, um, it's one of those shows that you can sit down and show to people, and it's a quintessential work that needs to be seen by everybody uh, and can be enjoyed by everybody because it's um, um, it's um, it, it comes up it rises above everything that a lot of people think of in anime, and it's absolutely fantastic every single. Uh, work of it um i mean there are some i mean of course there are one or two clunker episodes every here and there but um really actually it's not even every here or there they're like one or two clunker episodes out of an entire 26 episode run and if i may borrow from bennett the sage on this think about it this way there's a this is a 26 episode series that has been running for uh for quite frankly almost 15 years nonstop. There was one year where it was pretty much off the block. And then we had that, uh, three month hiatus of no bebop, but that's it. That's all there has been. And bebop is still pulling in ratings to this day, no matter what time of the night you put it at. Right. It is a, and that's a why it's they fantastic. Got it again. <laughs> and not to mention they like bebop a lot. And really, um, 
it's it really is amazing how long bebop has managed to stay on tv how long it's managed to stay relevant and it's because it's good you can pick up any episode you want at any time and you can watch it and you can love it if you don't like cowboy bebop there really is something wrong with you because there is an episode of the entire 26 that you will like somebody will like at least one episode of cowboy bebop out of the 26 you cannot samba yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Toys in the Attic. And this is what I'm talking about. Everybody has their favorite episodes of Bebop. You, everybody has this one episode that makes them say, yes, that one. Um, really, uh, any, any words I can say about um, Bebop are insufficient when you get right down to it. Right. Um, and if you really want to hear gushing about Bebop, listen to last year's top ten. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. listen to Jose. Jose, yeah. Jose gives it to you. <laughs> um, so. so what do you guys think my number one is? Ghost in the Shell and IGPX are already on the list. Cowboy Bebop? Yep, I can't believe nobody f***ing mentioned Cowboy Bebop on their lists. Holy Dude, sh- I, I am not... ashamed of all of you. We're ashamed of you all the time. (laughs) Oh my god, how is this 26 episode masterpiece not on your list? Dude, because it got played so much, man, till I just can't take it. Oh my god, I can't believe it's in my top 20. I can't believe Bebop was not mentioned. I'm genuinely in shock that nobody mentioned Bebop on their list. Um, Bebop is a landmark series. It is amazing in every single possible way. The character, the stories, uh, it it is the gateway drug for anime. If you have not seen anime, go watch Cowboy Bebop. It sums up the whole thing for you. Uh, There is not an episode of the series that is bad or slow. Uh, There is not, even the movie, uh, you know, even though it just feels like one big long episode, which is really great because all the episodes of Bebop feel like mini movies anyway. You know, the show is just perfect in every way. The music is outstanding. Goku Kano can compose a score like nobody else. And Tank is downright iconic. Yep, and uh, Bennett the Sage did a fantastic um, critical analysis of Bebop. It is just, <laughs> it's it's essential viewing. There's no two ways about it. Um, Cowboy Bebop is one of a very select few anime that are indeed central, uh, essential viewing, and you have to watch it if you even remotely consider yourself an anime fan. It's kind of like one of those animes that you really have to watch. It's on the bucket list because mm-hmm. Akira, like I would say on your bucket list, Akira is probably number one. Even mm-hmm. if you don't like it or understand Akira, you still need to watch it. But like with watching Cowboy Bebop, the music was one of the key elements in it that i love about it mm-hmm. i mean i'm a music person anyway but and the voice acting was great you know wendy lee bo billingsley um spike spent it uh yeah, steve uh, bloom is spike steve bloom is spike yep you know just loving it it was just one of those things that i was like wow i watched bebop so much to the point that i did get tired of it but it's still something that I'm willing to watch anyway. I was like, I was glad for the little one year hiatus because I was bebopped out. No lie. Mm-hmm. You know, it is some, you know, too much of anything can make you an addict. And 
Seriously, that's how it was with Bebop. We had a love-hate relationship at times. <laughs> I loved it, but sometimes I just hate it. I was like, God damn, I'm watching this again. Mm -hmm. And you know what? You can do it at any time. There's exactly. a lot of there's shows out there that you can watch even if they're background noise. You can watch it with the TV muted and stuff like that, and you could probably do the entire episode if you uh, recite the entire episode. I could probably recite half of Asteroid Blues. Exactly. <laughs> Man, so. the thing is, like, even like I'm I guess what you could say is like you you seen you literally grew up with Cowboy Bebop. Mm -hmm. And the thing about it running for so long, it and as Jose said, it's introducing a younger generation to something that we all grew up watching. Mm -hmm. right. This is a this is one of those great um I shouldn't say a great equalizer, but a great bridge you know, between so many people that this is one episode. This is an anime that will indeed remain for all time. Yeah, it is up there. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I, I think we've, <laughs> I mean, unless you got something to say, Sketch, I, I think that we've kind of. No, I think he, he the said the piece on, on Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Same here. Um, it's, it's okay. like I said, it's a, it's a eternal series. It's uh, essential of, watching. In, in and media. arguably, if we were going to go by, quality pure quality yes. probably the best thing to ever hear on Toonami probably Bebop well yeah. the it best anime be the best yes. thing ever is probably Batman <laughs> <laughs> oh and it was oh and man it's like one two we're talking like you know 100 versus 99.99999 yeah and mostly because <laughs> Batman has way more episodes <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's the only thing Batman has going for it over Bebop, really. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on to your number six sketch. Well, so far, I started with Roni Kenshin, and after that, I was largely doing newer shows, but now I'm going to let the nostalgia run wild. Yes. Oh, you're excited. Suit I up. I am excited. It's Gundam Wing. Mission accepted. I'll eliminate all obstacles. Just who are you anyway? Say goodbye. Get all mobile suits ready for combat at once. The Gundam Universe, a new chapter in one of the greatest anime sagas of all time. Gundam Wing. Weekdays at 5.30. Suit up. Those who have laid eyes on a Gundam shall not live to tell about Only Toonami. Gundam Wing was a really special show to me. I had to come home and watch Gundam Wing. Gundam Wing was so amazing to me in junior high. It was just mind-blowing that you had these characters where you didn't really know who was the good guy. And I know that there have been shows before that that actually touched that kind of thing, like Gargoyles. I, I didn't pay nearly enough attention to Gargoyles when I should have. But Gundam Wing, for me, was just one of those first shows where I didn't know who the bad guy was because everybody had a very good reason for what they were doing, even though there were completely conflicting reasons. You know, somebody's fighting for honor or somebody's fighting for duty. And you have these five young men who are forced into this situation where they are supposed to be used as terrorists to uh, to crumble 
the uh, the built up society that Oz has created, and that's the colonies. Re- uh, uh, they're all uh, <clears throat> revolting against the the establishment, and mm. those mechs were so sweet. <laughs> Without a shadow of the doubt, Gundam Wing had some of the best Gundam prawn. (laughs) (laughs) In more ways than one, apparently. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, characters like Hero, just that first episode, just like, would you come to my birthday party? He's like, I'll kill you. (laughs) I was like, oh, (laughs) what? Oh, this guy's a riot. <laughs> Did you see my face? No. <laughs> These guys were crazy. And I loved that. And then then the Zero system came along. And then, then they really went crazy. I wish I could remember exactly all of the details. And unfortunately, in re-watching the dub recently, I find that it doesn't hold up quite so well. <laughs> There's some fun performances in there, but every now and then there's somebody that talks like this. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's just horrendous. The guy that gets sh- gets tossed out of the uh, <laughs> what? Tossed out of the what? In ocean, shot by Lady Un. Your point being, you wasted three mobile suits just to bring a minor rebellion under control. And as a result, we were able to prevent the rebellion from developing into anything. I'm not talking about the results. You're abusing the Alliance military's valuable combat resources. Valuable combat resources? Are you talking about our soldiers or are you talking about mobile suits? Are you making fun of me, damn it? Very interesting. That would mean the disarmament of my military would have to be put on the back burner. You're saying reduce the forces? But how would you deal with the recent incidents? We've been under attack by mobile suits from Gundanium alloy made in outer space. These indestructible suits have the Earth in a virtual crisis. What do the specials think? You fought with them. But what about the problem with those mobile suits? General Septum. This way, please. I don't understand. I thought the shuttle was that way. Very nicely done, General Septum. We won't be needing you any further. What? Ah! A magnificent performance. It truly is a pity you had to leave the stage so early. Ah, but Tsunami gave this show the most amazing promotion. (laughs) Those... Who oppose, die. <laughs> Plus, we got to see it uncut in the midnight run, which I didn't get to see very often. But one time, I was on a family trip to Hawaii, and that meant the midnight run was at 6 p.m. <laughs> good times. Good, good times. This is such a lame way to die. <laughs> there wasn't a really huge difference, I feel. They got away with a lot in Gundam Wing. I, that was before they were so afraid of gun violence. <laughs> so people were going around shooting people. Not a big deal. And yeah, it's it's silly. It's melodramatic. It definitely has its flaws and pacing issues. But I just, I loved it. 
Dragon Ball Z got me into Toonami, but Gundam Wing was like, oh, I got to see what they play next. That was amazing. What are they going to do next? And uh, I've been a Toonami fan ever since. Yeah, Gundam Wing was one of those special anime. And no, it did not make me the way I am as far as a soldier, but I can identify with it more now than I did back then. Hmm. Hey, they were child, literally, dude, they were child soldiers, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were. And that is something that in combat that when you live, like, in combat overseas, when you look at countries like in Africa, like um, Somalia, Afghanistan, yeah, they, in the Middle East, yeah, they were using child soldiers, and that can be tough because you have to decide, do I put a bullet in this child's head or do I risk letting them go? And most of the time, when they got lit with the Gundam guys, once they got let go, man, that was biting people in the ass, man. Yeah, if you didn't let people go in Gundam Wing, otherwise it, no. it wasn't going to end well yeah. for you. No, and you went with me well. because you thought I was a child. Exactly. <laughs> no, you, you saw I was a child, and you underestimated me. And then and I killed hero... like a man. <laughs> what you got to cry about say... it now? Well, you should have done something some before. <laughs> Oh, Wu Fei, you were one crazy son of a. (laughs) Yeah, basically it was Wu Fei and Hero Man that were the most ruthless. And then Troa, he was there was there was just something wrong with Troa. What was the deal with Troa? There was something wrong with Troa. He was like a robot at times. He had a death wish at times too. (laughs) Those who lay eyes on a Gundam shall not live to tell about it. Those were the orders I was given. They were pretty much suicidal. Those boys. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. But, but that's where uh, Endless Waltz uh, expounded upon that. Oh, and actually, yes, and it all kind of made sense. Man, so good. It all made sense after Endless Waltz. Yeah. Yeah, it really did. Endless Waltz nicely ties everything together. Yeah, I, I, I would agree that Endless Waltz is pretty much the peak of the storyline. So there's mm-hmm. that. Plus, <laughs> freaking hero blowing up that thing with the cannon. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the hero <laughs> self-destructing his own Gundam. Are your shields yeah. up? Yes. Boom. Boom. <laughs> oh yeah, but complicated characters for sure. But there, yes. there was admittedly more flash than substance. But I still like it. Hey, what's not to say, man? You had some kick-ass mix, though, man. Oh yeah. Uh, Death I did Sight. like Death Sight. <laughs> my favorite the god of death man walking around wearing that church uniform <laughs> whatever the heck that was <laughs> Paul got anything to say little bitch with his makeup uh, I will say in a few minutes but continue oh uh, how fortuitous <laughs> <laughs> Well, we done all gushed about Gundam Wing. What's gonna be left, man? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I think we, I think we've talked about it at length. Indeed. Yes. Okay. So, well, you made my number six very easy. Uh, it actually got kicked out of my top five because of a certain series, but we'll have to talk about that next episode. Mm, it almost made my top five too. And that's that series because like apparently sketches reading my mind is gun to wing. Down the-
I mean, you, you pretty much said it. I, I, I don't need to really add anything to what you guys said. I know, it's kind pretty of anticlimactic, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Maybe I mean, you should have done your choices before mine, but oh well. <laughs> oh well. Next week I will. Yeah. Oh no, eat poop again! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Somebody's probably going to beat me to the punch on a show that I really like, but I'll be like, yeah, I still have stuff to talk about, though. Because everybody of likes course. things for different reasons. Yeah. Same reason why I like hentai. That was a non sequitur. <laughs> <laughs> you know I like doing evil stuff like that. Yeah, I know. So, so, Paul is also Gundam Wing. Good choice. Good choice. Um, well. I think we've talked about it, but um, I think what we should do right now is give some honorable mentions before we get out of here well first first we can do another uh another batch another of three uh, top fives yeah another yeah, batch of top that. fives yes so uh from blue alexander 93 his top five are at number five cashern sins number four black lagoon number three eureka seven very nice choice Number two, Outlaw Star, and if you know him at all, number one is Inuyasha. That is completely to expected. Mm-hmm. Phantom Star, his top five are Attack on Titan at number five, Sword Art Online at number four, Black Lagoon at number three, IGPX at number two, and at number one is Space Dandy. And finally, Inuyasha-san 87 at number five, Sword Art Online at number Herbert. four. <laughs> and none of that for phantom star oh. number four eureka seven number three soul eater number two cash and sins and number one inuyasha in parentheses yeah big surprise yeah, inuyasha laggers oh i know the connection same music uh composers <laughs> yeah actually between uh cash and sins and um uh, Inuyasha, yes, there is the same uh, composer. There's the connection. It's the music. There you Cash go, see? have some pretty good music. Yeah, yeah kind of make you think about the music between G.I. Joe and Transformers from back in the day. Ah. <laughs> 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 Alright, well, let's... Um, do you guys have any honorable mentions you'd like to uh, Oh, I say? certainly, I sir. I have a couple. I have a couple. Go ahead. All right, so um, my honorable mentions are Ronin Warriors, which we already talked about, uh, Teen Titans, and uh, Space Dandy. Hmm. Uh, Darrell, what do you got? Uh, honorable mentions, Space Dandy, Attack on Time, and, of course, I have to give Mayor as one, too. Hmm. Mayor. <laughs> yeah, Mayor. Mayor. 
Mayor. Merchant Awakens Romance. Or Mare. Giant for short. Freaky, giant freaking hammers. Ah, yes. yes. Giant freaking hammers. And a dishonorable mention. Oh, yeah. I got one more. I got a dishonorable mention, though. Oh, we already know what this is. Dishonorable oh, mentions. No. Ooh. Yeah, I got I got two. Bubba Bo. <laughs> Ooh. And also Knights of the Zodiac, aka Saints. That Saint. never aired on Tunnel, really? bro. What? <laughs> what? Oh, okay. Saturday Video <laughs> Entertainment System is where Knights of the Zodiac aired. Hey, I saw it on Tsunami, dude. Or Cartoon Network, whatever the hell you want to call it. Well, it was on Cartoon Network. Yeah. Yeah, eh, what the hell? I don't count it, though. We want to talk dishonorable mentions. Top of my list, Bakugan Battle Brawlers, which God. aired for one week <laughs> and only one episode. <laughs> Just to let you know, people, God does exist. Also, Yu-Gi-Oh! He's got a very sick sense of humor. <laughs> no, no, I think I'd probably rank original Yu-Gi-Oh! worse. GX GX at least was like, hey, let's play card games for school instead of let's use card games to save the world. <laughs> That's just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Right. My honorable mentions. Uh, I've pretty much mentioned them all. Samurai Jack, Yu Yu Hakusho, Outlaw Star. Uh, I almost put the original Mobile Suit Gundam in my top 10. I kind of felt like two Gundam series was a bit much. And also no mm. DBZ. Uh, other big mm. things that oh. I feel kind of bad for not having in my list. Bebop, Helsing, mm. Superman. I really like Superman, mm. the animated series. I really do. And I think more people should it appreciate is, it. It is good. It, it is, is good. That's con- the kind of stuff that... Uh, it's more that's the kind consistent. of consistent than batman mm-hmm. i feel well let's put it this way uh superman the animated series is my answer to all the superman haters out there indeed it is a quality superman mm-hmm. and you should watch it it's very good sadly there has not been a true superman series since there was not there really was no. legion of superheroes show which involved superman Superboy. Technically Superman yeah. because it wasn't actually Superboy. It was, uh, I don't even know. <laughs> question, actually question, because I feel uh, this is going to go into my honorable mentions if it is. Did Shaman King ever air on Tsunami? It did not. <sighs> okay. Mm, so. And uh, I, I kind of wish I had, I wish I liked IGPX and Big O better, but uh, <laughs> Big O actually just barely missed it. So there's that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> all right. Like so my place. honorable mentions, um, I actually already mentioned all of them. Uh, Zoids, uh, Reboot, and Trigun. They didn't. They were on the list before, but they are now lo- no longer on the top ten. On my top ten, that is. If, if I had, talking... if I listed all my uh, honorable mentions, we'd be here all night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, if we're gonna talk about dishonorable mentions, um. <laughs> Why are we not? Why? Are, I will. I will rip your nuts off. Is somebody anyway. gonna mention Woolen Warriors? I think I mentioned that earlier. No, 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 no. Hamtaro. Oh, uh, God. I. I feel like Hamtaro was ill placed, but is still an enjoyable show. 
the fuck wrong with you? What the hell? Are yeah, you I know. Smoking Go, to your Go to your room. Uh, Hamtaro's it's, it's not tsunami. It's not tsunami material by uh, definition it of the block. It is the most ill-fitted show that they have ever aired. <laughs> that exactly. I. But you know what? It was. But you know what? Screw you. Hamtaro was fun in a cutesy sort of way. It just isn't a tsunami show. Exactly. No. It was shoehorned into the wrong block. But otherwise, it's an enjoyable show. All right. Well, that's going to be it for part one of our top ten. Holy cow. Uh, thank you, guys. I thought it would. <laughs> yes, it did. Uh, so yeah. much for It's going to take an hour, Paul. Um, <laughs> so thank you guys for sending in your top fives. Um, we're going to be reading more next week. So make sure you turn in for part two, which will be five through one. Uh, I, I have a feeling it's going to get interesting. Hopefully mm -hmm. not. Oh, it's very interesting, but um, <laughs> hey, it so far it's been good. So, and if um, you're wondering why your list hasn't been read yet, there's still about fifteen that haven't been read. So, exactly. don't worry, you're you're probably gonna be heard, and including um, all you, of the additional staff, all of their lists are. Uh, we're gonna do those last, right? We let um, regular people get in first. Yeah, exactly. So, um, just a reminder: if you guys are looking for news, uh, just make sure you turn into tune into tsunamifaithful.com. Um, there will be all the news that you guys need, including the ratings. So, uh, you can get all that goodness there. You can't tune um, into a website, Paul. Yes, you can. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> anyway, so if you want to. Just as a reminder, our Twitter our Twitter account is at Tsunami Podcast, and our Facebook account is uh, facebook.com slash Tsunami Faithful Podcast. So if um, you know you want to tweet us and let us know what you think of our 10 through 6 so far, let us know. Um, but that's it for this week. Tune in next week for part two. But that's it. Peace. We're out. Deuces! I'm gonna bang this bitch the fuck out! You better, you might wanna record up where you finna look at history being made. This motherfucker put a mirror on the goddamn screen. Let's go, LP! Huh? Tell! So we gonna do Nick, Nick, Nick! Says you're in luck. I do two things I rap.